it's Loom Group's Andrea Lay, Backview's Melissa Burdick, the wizard of Woodland Hills Shree, and I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom, and I'm coming to you today from the Catskills. Be playing Heckinger's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 6th, and it's time for the Fresh Four, for curated news stories from the past week. We find them dependably intriguing. We hope you do too. We're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence news, retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Over to you, Shree. In case you're wondering what this background is, I'm at, I'm at my father-in-law's house all the way in Chennai, India for the next couple of weeks. So what's the message of the week? Kroger Precision Marketing strikes a partnership with none other than Yahoo DSP. So Yahoo DSP advertisers now have access to KPM's audiences for both reach and measurement. Partnership marks KPM's second DSP partnership since last fall and ushers in a new focus on commerce media for Yahoo advertising in particular. Collaborations like this one will define the next phase of growth in retail media as retailers recognize the limitations of monetization on their own digital properties and seek incremental growth by expanding offsite. This is said by Sara Marzano, principal analyst at eMarketer. For advertisers, the delayed but still impending deprecation of third-party cookies, which is now on its way, continues to underpin every decision regarding digital advertising dollars. So solutions that safeguard their investments against that hold increasing appeal. Over to you, Andrea. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. Walmart adds a new grocery line to its private brand's portfolio. Walmart has announced a new private label grocery brand called Better Goods. The line includes 300 items spanning categories such as frozen, dairy, snacks, beverages, pasta, soups, coffee, and chocolate. With most items priced under $5, Better Goods focuses on three key components, culinary experiences, plant-based, and made without. The retailer said Better Goods marks not only its largest private food brand launch in two decades, but also its fastest grocery brand brought to market. Over to you, Melissa. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so, Savemark companies roll out in-store retail media networks. It's not enough that we have online. Now we're moving to in-store retail media networks. The Savemark companies plans to roll out in-store connect, an in-store retail media network powered by Quad Graphics Inc. To start, 16 of the grocery company stores will have digital screens, kiosks, end caps, shelf screens, and vertical banners throughout, allowing CPG partners to showcase promotions, product information, and recommendations to shoppers. The program will eventually roll out to all the Savemark companies, approximately 200 stores. This is Savemark's latest retail media effort, coming almost a year after a launch of its own retail media network. Over to you, Peter. Thanks, Melissa. Rite Aid expands Uber Eats' partnership for alcohol delivery in eight states. Nearly 1,000 Rite Aid stores will now offer alcohol delivery via retailers' expanded partnership with Uber Eats. Customers of legal drinking aid can get delivery from select stores in California, Idaho, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. Quote, our collaboration and trusted partnership with Uber Eats underscores our commitment to meet the evolving needs of our customers and providing a seamless digital shopping experience complements their busy lives, unquote, said Jeannie Walden, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Rite Aid, the U.S.'s third largest pharmacy retailer. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan, 
Peter V.S. Bond explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Sri and Peter. Hi folks, and welcome to this episode of the CPG Guys podcast. I'm of course Sri, the West Coast CPG Guy, and joining me of course is the East Coast CPG Guy, Mr. Peter Bond himself, aka the man with the golden voice. That time of the year, Peter, we just came through barbecues, there's plenty of sunshine, water parks are in full swing, travel is ramped back up, and you and I know uh, it's really feeling the impact of that travel ramping back here. It was also the week of our great country, the USA's independence week last week. Happy Independence Day to all of you. I hope you all got a chance to celebrate. It was a great week and enjoyed time with your loved ones. Now the weepy of commercial strategy at Fetch Rewards, Mr. Bond himself. How are you, Peter? ASG is only two weeks away. Any thoughts? And uh, we, of course, went to Astros Yankees, which rocked. Doing great, Tree. Yeah, looking forward to the Midsummer Classic out in Los Angeles. Be heading out. You and I are going to go to the Home Run Derby. We're going to go to the All-Star Game. we got some great seats. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to doing it. Wouldn't There's no one I want to, you know, you mentioned to me this when we were walking out of the game the other night. Uh, you love going to games with me because I, I appreciate uh, the the nuances and the excitement of the game as much as you do. I you know, I can't I can't the highest compliment you could have paid me, Sri. Love love doing the podcast with you, but I also love going to baseball games with you. It's a great little little thing that we share together. So thank you for that. Of course, the highest compliment I couldn't pay to him is that he's also a CPG guy. But the fact that he knows the unwritten rules of baseball so you know how important that is in each of our households but thank you peter and before we get to our guest let me remind our audience that all of our content can easily be found by going to a browser typing cpgguys.com we have a brand new rich website with all sorts of content including a merch store y'all asked us for water bottles t-shirts that are labeled cpg guys so go at it folks and episodes are organized into themes like retail media loyalty etc and do sign up for our soon to come newsletter from the cpg guys themselves if you aren't already following us on linkedin simply go to a browser type cpg guys right at linkedin in the search box and when you get to our page simply type follow or the blue plus button that way you'll get to see all of the content we produce our journey and mission has always been about sharing content education knowledge should not have a premium and hence we don't have a subscription and peter wait we don't charge for this nothing it's always been about the education, like I said, and we promise you it's going to remain that way. Remember to check out the FMCG Guys podcast. Our friends across the pond, Daniel and Efrain, they take the CPG Guys podcast format to Western Europe and speak to retail and FMCG luminaries from a European perspective. All you got to do is visit fmcgguys.com. We're proud to partner with Next Up, formerly known as the Network of Executive Women, whose mission it is to advance all women in business and to promote the cause of gender equality and career development. Visit nextupisnow.org slash cpgguys. We have our very own page. To learn more about this great group, and in the middle of every Wednesday episode here on the CPG Guys, you can find an Easter egg that talks about all the upcoming seminars and events of Nextup. Today's episode, of course, features none other than IntentWise. Who are they? IntentWise focuses on helping worldwide brands Accelerate their e-commerce growth on marketplaces such as Amazon, Walmart, Instacart, Target, etc. With business values declared as customer-first, search and discovery and innovation at every step, 
They are leaders in all of your advertising efforts on retail media. Our favorite topic on the CPG guys. So whenever we have such a guest, we're going to have some of the best episodes to discuss everything from what the intent, you like that Peter, what the intended intent wise is, to the world like of PC marketing. That's fantastic. Our guest loves it too. Please help me welcome founder Srinath Reddy. Srinath, welcome man. How you doing? I believe you're sitting out there in sunny France. Uh, yes, it has been sunny. It's 11 p.m. But yes, sunny France. Um, great to be here with you both. Uh, love the content you put out. And uh, yeah, uh, this should be a good one. 11 p.m. Peter, I don't know how the man does it. But you know, uh, that said, before we get to the questions Peter and I have for you, would you mind letting our audience know where they can easily get in touch with IntentWise, where they can find you on the mobile internet and uh, give us a brief introduction to your company. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, it's really intentwise.com. That's our website. Uh, You know, follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn pretty easily. Um, Just a a quick background on IntentWise, perhaps a quick background on me before starting IntentWise. uh, I used to run uh, performance marketing as well as data teams at Orbitz, the online travel company. And the reason why it's relevant is because, you know, I, I, you know, in that in those roles, uh, Orbitz would get about twenty million visitors uh, per month on the site. So I have battle scars from collecting massive amounts of data <laughs> and leveraging that, uh, you know, in performance marketing. So that's my background. Intentwise originally started as a uh, ad optimization platform for Google. Uh, and the reason why we call it IntentWise is because we we thought and we we think that you know really understanding customer intent uh, and you know deploying Google uh, ad dollars at that time based on customer intent drives the most efficiency. But like with any entrepreneur's journey, uh, pivots have happened in a good way. <laughs> I got dropped into the anim- Amazon and retail media universe a little bit serendipitously. Uh, and four years in, uh, we are a retail media uh, as well as analytics uh, platform uh, at this point with sizable spend going through the platform, worldwide brands and agencies. Um, yeah, that's us. And I know we'll dig deeper, but yeah, that, that's uh, that's intent-wise for you. Excellent, Srino. Thank you for that. We'll, of course, include links to your LinkedIn profile the IntentWise corporate site in the digital liner notes of our podcast episode, which now also has the rich media format on our website. So you can just go to cpgguys.com, look at the latest episode, this one, you'll find it there and you can choose which of the 40 plus platforms to listen into. But more importantly, you can find all the questions we asked Srinath, as well as everything the digital liner notes of the podcast uh, offers up and promises to you. So let's get going. My first question, Srinath, was indeed going to be uh, tried to understand how the mission of the company was founded, what the philosophy of it is. But to me, what I set up earlier kind of grounds it a little bit, which is let's put the intent in intent wise. And if there's something you missed out in why you chose to found intent wise, please do tell us. Yeah, I think uh, uh, fundamentally, uh, when I look at retail media and when I look at uh, marketplaces, in particular Amazon, uh, this has very much become a place where there are so many retail signals that impact each other. Uh, retail media performance is influenced by a lot of retail signals and, uh, and retail factors. 
And by that, I mean things like inventory, reviews, pricing, so on and so forth. Um, and so there is a real opportunity and need uh, for uh, you know, uh, processes and mechanisms that can collect uh, and harvest as many retail signals as possible and really leveraging those to optimize whatever functions you care about, whether it's media, you know, inventory planning or what have you. Um, so in essence, um, again, I tied back to my prior experience. You know, we have experience doing that, you know, leveraging tons and tons of data and helping brands optimize on top, which is really the purpose of IntentWise. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, if you look at what we do, um, there's really two solutions today that we go to the market with. One is a uh, retail media optimization platform um, that you know brands should use for Amazon, Instacart, Tridio, and there's more to come. The other, which actually is what I want to talk more about, you know, in our conversation, is uh, the uh, what we call IntentWise Analytics, that is really designed to address a very uh, a massive need at the moment, which is how do you own, collect, synthesize, and harvest all your e-commerce data, uh, in particular, let's say Amazon data, right? Because today it's fragmented. It's not easy to uh, corral, uh, but I, uh, and really, you know, leverage it uh, effectively. So the internalized analytics uh, solution we have is really designed to address uh, that pain point and opportunity. Thanks, Srinath, and uh, welcome to the CPG Guys podcast. Uh, Shree and I are very excited to have you here today. So to the point, let's actually get right into what you said you were very interested in talking about. I'd like to specifically know how IntentWise helps brands win on marketplaces. There are obviously a lot of marketing optimization tools, but you really brought in the topic of, the topic of analytics, right? Synthesizing all of the data and harvesting it. So when you get to the heart of where your platforms uh, helps brands win uh, in in this marketplace world of e-commerce. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm going to lead with uh, you know our newest innovation, which is IntentWise Analytics, and um, le- le- just to peel the layers a little bit. Today, if you're shopping on Amazon, let's say, right, your purchase decision is based on so many factors, right. Um, and that shows up in how retail media operates. If inventory levels are low, that impacts ad performance. You know, it's, it's just there's so many interconnected factors. Uh, and yet, if you look at the data itself, you know, uh, Amazon, for instance, gives you that data, but it's all very, very fragmented. Ad data, sales data, inventory data, super fragmented. Um, you may They have APIs for a lot of it even when you invoke those APIs and collect that data, it's still fragmented, right? So what we are doing at IntentWise is we are automating the collection of all that data, all those signals, a comprehensive set of signals. We are then synthesizing and building data models that really simplify uh, your ability to get at that data, probe that data. I'll give you a simple example. For anyone on Amazon, ask a simple question. Can you tell me at a product level what happened in advertising? What happened in organic sales? What's going on with my bestseller ranking? What's my content quality? All in one view. 
It's a nice view to have, but it's really hard to get because the data is fragmented. So what we do is we not only collect the data, we build proprietary data models that simplify and connect these data sets, enrich it so that the brand or an agency can either connect to the intent-wise data store with the tools of their choice, the tableaus and the Power BI's, or we can pipeline this data into their systems. Um, and so, um, and why is that important? Um, in today's world, I think if you don't have an effective data strategy, you're gonna get left behind. And that solution is designed to help you with that. Um, so that's the intent-wise analytics piece of the story. Now, the other piece, which is retail media, um, I think what we have seen in retail media uh, over the last couple of years is like, you know, I, I, I tell people the honeymoon in retail media is over. <laughs> the reason why I say this is because CPCs are up significant percentages. Container costs, I don't think, have come down last I checked. So you've got a double whammy. <laughs> so uh, really fine grain optimization is the only way to improve efficiency. Um, and so our uh, retail media optimization platform has a, a, a one-code capability. We call it a retail-aware recommendation engine. What it's doing is it is synthesizing all these signals and constantly recommending either missed opportunities or growth opportunities for brands or agencies to tap into. So the depth of our recommendation engine we've built um, makes us really unique uh, on the retail media side. Uh, retail media optimization side. Um, and then one last thing I'll add, and when it comes to retail media optimization platforms, Sri, like uh, or Peter, you mentioned there's lots of platforms uh, out there, but the recommendation is one key differentiation. And the second piece is when it comes to bidding, which is an essential component of media management, you've got platforms that are either rules-based where you define your logic and they really just automate the logic you already had in your head, or you've got AI platforms that are all black box. You set a goal and they manage the rest. What we have discovered is brands and agents are, are seeking a flexibility to have both options within the tool, within the platform. And that is something we offer. And that's not just checking the box. We have sizable media spend going through both approaches. So I would summarize it and say on the retail media side, a retail aware recommendation engine that accelerates your optimization of media spend and flexible bid management are the two key differentiators compared to other players on the retail media platform side. Understood. So, um, you know, I feel like you've gotten a little bit into the capabilities here, especially when it comes to the optimization piece, but I want to go a little bit deeper and just focus on Amazon for a second over here. If I asked you to wear an Amazon lens on the capabilities and the infrastructure you all offer up, for a brand or an agency to want to leverage your uh, toolkits, what would those be specifically for Amazon? And then I can we go just one tad bit lower and also talk a little bit about consumers? Does your capability allow an agency and also to come in and build in things like cohorts they want to target? Or, it's strict, or is it strictly optimization? Yeah, so on the first piece, when it comes to Amazon, um, from a solutions perspective, uh, you know, we support, um, you know, sponsored ads, search advertising optimization. We also support uh, DSP, uh, the demand side platform um, that Amazon offers. 
uh, Amazon also has a product called uh, Amazon Attribution, which is really designed to help brands measure the impact of offline media spend on Amazon. So we support that. Um, very soon, um, you know, uh, there's something called uh, Amazon Marketing Cloud that is coming out. If you haven't already heard about it, you're going to hear a lot. I've been at CADS the last few days. Uh, that's been a big push and lots of innovation coming on that front. But think about Amazon Marketing Cloud as a place where Amazon is exposing uh, audience data for you to explore and analyze and see the impact of your media spend. So we are integrated into that as well. Um, and the last thing I'll say is Amazon just launched at Cairns what they call Amazon Marketing Stream. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's a bit of a paradigm shift from technically speaking, where um, we have platforms like us have historically used the APIs to pull data and build what we need to build. And they have realized that, you know what, there's a lot of retail events or uh, uh, media events happening on the site, like a campaign running out of budget or a product going out of inventory. The only technical design you can have is to have a publish and subscribe me mechanism where they'll publish when such an event happens. So that's really what Amazon Marketing Stream is. Uh, so we are integrated into that as well. Um, so, so those are kind of the solutions from Amazon that we are integrated into and add additional value on top. Hey, one thing I want to clarify, Srinath, for our audience is because this is a lot about optimization and you talked a lot about analytics as one such capability, but yet you came back and talked to the bidding aspects. I want to make sure that, I, that I'm clear to the audience that you're not just a post-event analyzer, that they can actually use your tools to buy media, correct? Oh, that's actually, uh, that's been our primary offering for the last three and a half years. The analytics piece is relatively new. Short answer is yes. It's a full-on media optimization platform. Thank you, Srinath. And actually, let me go a little bit deeper on the first question that I asked you. You talked a lot about your retail media ad optimizer. You talked about your analytics capabilities. You also offer solutions around a DSP in support of not only Amazon, but I believe Instacart. Uh, and also you have a partnership with Critio and you eat. And, and if that's not enough, you, I understand you have an Amazon ad mobile app. Can you walk us through, you know, a, give us a little bit of context on each of those additional capabilities? Because you're, you're not just a true trick pony. You got quite, quite a really powerful portfolio, it seems. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, certainly, um, so the uh, yeah so on the on the media side media optimization side um, like I said we have talked walked through the Amazon pieces we support uh, we have the Instacart integration with that we can support Instacart ad spend optimization through Critio integration we have a access to a ton of retailers Target is an example uh, that brands can leverage to deploy media dollars through. Um, we are going to have a Walmart integration uh, fairly soon here. So I think the, so. those are the retailers we cover today. Uh, there is certainly more to come. Um, and then the, the mobile app is more, uh, hey, if you're on the go, uh, download that mobile app and you can keep track of your advertising performance uh, uh, from Amazon. So it's uh, it's a handy tool. The interesting feedback we have had is uh, sometimes people are like, you know what? I don't want to take work home. 
So <laughs> I'll just use your web portal. I don't want a mobile app, <laughs> but but uh, but it's it's a it's a good way to uh, tr- keep track of what's going on, especially if you have tons and tons of accounts, whether you're a brand or an agency. Um, so yeah, and then the the analytics solution is an entirely separate solution. And today, brands can leverage the media optimization platform or the analytics platform or both together. So, I think look from a scale perspective, um, we have significant spend going to the platform. We are an advanced Amazon partner for, as far as platforms are concerned. Um, so. So yeah, so there's a lot happening at uh, at Intelwise. <laughs> Let me remind our audience that we're speaking with Srinath Reddy, the founder of Intentwise, who today has come on our show to put the intent in Intentwise. Srinath, I want to before Peter gives you the next question, I want to remind our audience you mentioned second price auction over here in Walmart's announcement. We had Seth Diller, the chief revenue officer of Walmart, here on the show about a couple months ago. He was, he really indicated that you know we I think we know that second price auction is the way to go versus first price auction. Seth kind of expressed that Walmart Connect should go there. Seth, I want to congratulate you and Walmart Connect and the team for actually doing it this quickly. It's a big deal to the industry for brands, and it's it's a big deal. The fact that it happened this fast, I'm surprised, but uh, good to know that it's happening in the industry. Peter, I'll turn it back to you. Yes, Shri. In fact, uh, Sky actually reported that they saw a 19% decrease in Walmart Connect advertising costs as a result of moving to the second price auction. So I would imagine that a whole lot of brands are really excited about uh, the introduction of this enhancement to the platform. So Srinath, can you give our audience some details uh, of the out of the box e-commerce data infrastructure capability that IntentWise offers to your clients. It sounds like it's pretty comprehensive and and quite deep in terms of its capability. Can you, can you help flush that out for us, please? Absolutely. Um, I think I want to frame this in the context of the importance of data strategy, right? So, you know, I don't think anybody here, uh, you know, uh, would agree that Data, stra- data strategy has always been important for a long time. Uh, what makes the circumstance a little bit different in, in, in these marketplace and retail media environment is that a lot of that critical data that you really need isn't sitting with you. It is sitting with the retailer, right? And so, um, and if you believe that, well, first of all, we believe that uh, the only way to keep up and stay competitive is to be able to harness all this data meaningfully, uh, uh, you know, and then leverage it in all the functions from marketing to supply chain to what have you. And so think about internalized analytics, which is what we call the out-of-the-box data infrastructure, as a path to accelerating that, that data strategy, okay? At a high level, that's what that is. But let me just peel the layers and say, again, like I said earlier in, in, the, in the conversation, we collect sponsored ads data, DSP data, seller central, vendor central, share of voice, and I can go on and on. We have a rich data set that we collect. Okay, Not only do we collect, we build a proprietary data model on top. We call it the e-commerce graph, where we are aggregating data in a way that 
your exploration of the data just becomes a lot simpler. Uh, we are even enhancing it and enriching it. So, for example, if you have a brand in multiple countries, you've got sales numbers in different currencies. Somebody has to convert them to a same currency if you want to do compares, right? Um, we take that pain away and we try to include that data in the data set. So that is what we call enriching the data set. Um, and then, uh, so again, let me take a step back, right? So if you, if, if you uh, from data strategy, let's talk about data infrastructure for a moment at a very high level, right? The lowest level is, are you collecting all your data? Right on top is, are you enriching it? Are you uh, uh, organizing it in a way that you can effectively access it? And on top of that is visualization and analysis, right? And on top of that is operationalizing the insights you get. If you think about these four layers, what we're trying to do with the internalized analytics product is to really accelerate the build out of those four layers. So simply put today, with intent, with a click of a few buttons, imagine collecting all your critical Amazon data on a daily basis, seeing that get really organized at the data, data model level, being able to connect any tools you have internally, whether that's Power BI, Tableau, uh, uh, statistical analysis tools, doesn't matter. You can connect any tools with it, or we can pipe the data into your environments and systems if you already have a data infrastructure in it. Right, uh, and then the last step, which is alerts and recommendations on this data set, and we certainly do that on the ad optimization side, uh, but we're going to add more functions. But that's what that is, and what's the value here? Well, first of all, I assume uh, you know everyone's bought into the idea of having sound data strategy and infrastructure. Uh, building that on your own and maintaining the pipes with Amazon is going to be expensive and you got to keep up. It's going to be slow. Um, and what we do is we, you know, you can be up and running uh, with a pretty reasonable infrastructure right from the get-go with us. That's what that is. It's about data agility, data comprehensiveness, and ultimately it's about staying competitive in a marketplace environment. You know, uh, one of the things I found on your website is uh, you have plenty of case studies quoted. I would love for you to actually decompose two of those for me. One of those is the profit logic IQ and the revitalash example. And what in particular with those two did you feel that earned significant credibility with them? So, yeah, um, a good question. Uh, profit logic is an awesome story. Uh, you know, they're actually an agency out of Mexico. They started with Intenwise uh, at ground zero. Like they just started the business. Um, it's a full-on Amazon advertising agency. Um, <clears throat> they went from zero to being one of the largest, if not the largest Amazon advertising agency in Mexico, right? Uh, and we, we, we helped power that growth with our technology suite. Um, and again, there's two components that are coming to play for them. Uh, they've leveraged our media optimization platform uh, and also our analytics platform to deliver meaningful insights and visualizations to their clients. Um, so they fall into the bucket for us of agencies and we work with a ton of them uh, across the globe. Uh, but we, uh, our mission for agencies really all about um, uh, sophisticated media optimization, 
a granular control that they can have and in-depth analytics that they can look very good uh, to their clients, right? So that's what this is about for us. And I'll add a fourth component, which, uh, you know, again, I've been at Cannes for the last four days. And what's happening as a trend now is that Amazon is exposing more and more and more data. And we'll talk about that uh, in a moment. Uh, but we see ourselves as a conduit to these agencies like ProfitLogic to operationalize and enable all these capabilities for them and let them take it to those clients, to their clients. So that's kind of the, uh, you know, that's an example of how we work with an agency partner and help them grow. Okay. Revitalash is a, a beauty brand that's been with us for quite some time. Uh, the focus has primarily with them been on you know, search advertising, uh, you know, continuously hitting uh, their growth and efficiency targets uh, that they have had. Uh, but that's an example of a brand we work with, a ton of brands um, and uh, different shapes and sizes, uh, different geographic presence. Uh, but again, the theme is kind of the same, which is, hey, how do we help them accelerate optimization of their media spend? Uh, and then how do we deliver? And then on the, on the analytics side, uh, and I'll start with something very basic. Quite a few brands, uh, believe it or not, don't own their data, right? They are working with a tech provider for whatever reason, if that, let's say if they're coming with, working with an advertising platform, anybody, not us, whoever, for whatever reason that relationship ends, the data is gone with them. I've seen, I've seen that consistently, right? So uh, with brands, uh, what we are helping them with is two things with two different solutions, but media optimization, right? And on the data side, start owning your data, right? <laughs> and, you know, start leveraging data to the fullest. So that those are kind of the two things we do for brands. And Revitalash is an example of that. You know, I've always believed you're so right, Srinath. Brands are not traditionally not being good about data because it's primarily been Nielsen who's guided our performances and outcomes we've seen in a aggregated model, right? Even Nielsen has now moved to decomposing data, which is the good news. Now, I'm a strong advocate for brand should build a 1P data platform, collect data from various sources so that they can pass judgment on who they want to target and then partner with agencies like y'all to actually make sure the tools that they have, I'm sorry, with a partner that has the optimization tools, the agency partner, and it's, it's three of you coming together. So the data is almost a must have for the knowledge and who would know better, more about that than Mr. Bond himself? What do you think, the data captain himself? Uh, listen, as a purveyor of 1P data, I understand how incredibly powerful it can be for brands, to Srinath's point, uh, to combine with other data sources and get very rich, rich contextual information that's going to help advance uh, all of your targeting capability. So uh, I couldn't be couldn't be more of an advocate for that. On that note, the one thing I want to just add uh, is that there has been a little bit of an inflection point, certainly when Amazon is concerned as far as the uh, 1P data is concerned, right? 1P data has always been hard to come by. There's no clean APIs for it, none of that, right? But that all changed uh, on March 23rd when as part of their API, bunch of 1P data can be accessed through that API, right? And so uh, 1P data, uh, Amazon Cloud, search, DSP, bringing it all together. I mean, 
I'm salivating here. Like our, our entire team is so excited about this, but it does require a commitment to owning data. And I have a funny analogy, like owning data, it's like, you know, uh, trying to buy a house in a very rich uh, real estate market. You know, you're always like, like just do it now. <laughs> you know, if, the, if for to anyone who's listening, right? If the answer to the question, do you own your Amazon data is no, <laughs> please start doing that now. It doesn't even have to get fancy. Download and show it on a shared drive because it's going to be useful at some point, <laughs> right? <laughs> or talk to us. We can help you. Srinath, I don't think you could have found two more uh, committed journeymen in this world of being data geeks around 1P data. You had to said hello. There's no question about oh, yeah. it. So let, me, so let me close this out. And you can really frame this up for the audience. Um, we want you to help them get the most out of really concisely understanding what IntentWise can offer. Like people in which functional role should really be leaning in to learn more about the IntentWise platform and all of its capabilities. And what should they expect you to help them with when they're working with you, you know, how fat and particularly if they start working with you, how quickly before they really start to see value being delivered? Yeah. Um, great question. And, and I'll answer it again uh, for the two solutions we have, the media optimization solution and the analytic solution. Analytic solution, you know, on day one of you uh, signed up or connecting with us, you start to own your data. You start to see your data in interesting ways, okay? Um, you know, let's say one to seven days. And one thing I want to call out, and I've seen this across the industry, um, even when you have data, you may not have the resources to do something with it. So we do layer a services component depending on what you want to do, whether it's analysis or visualization or what have you. We can help you activate those and extract value rapidly. So. Um, whether it's an e-commerce manager or a um, you know someone in your analytics group or the IT group, anyone who wants who has any dependence on uh, Amazon data uh, would have find relevance with our solution. Um, and uh, so that's on the analytics side, right? Uh, and all uh, up and down the chain, right? So uh, in an organization. On the media side, it's it's really the folks who um, own the strategy and execution around media, right? Um, and then ramp up time, you know, typically what ends up happening with brands that work with us is once they are connected to the platform, uh, phase one is really uh, doing a thorough audit and, you know, giving them a sense for a roadmap of what a growth path could look like. Um, but even in that regard, uh, because we're, the moment, let's say, that a brand is connecting their advertising, uh, our Amazon advertising accounts or any other platform advertising accounts with our platform, we are able to go back in history. What that means is right away, there are recommendations showing up uh, that can be super impactful. Uh, so the time to value is pretty short. Um, and uh, the other thing we do for... Um, for, the, for, for uh, users of our platform is we have one of the most robust uh, support, um, uh, customer support function you know, in the industry. 
Uh, to just to give you some sense, um, uh, we we do have twenty four seven support un- unless there is some, you <laughs> know, uh, on, uh, on special occasions. Uh, it is uh, support is such an important function that we look at average response times on our live chat and we keep it under three minutes. It's actually two minutes forty seconds for the last ninety days. I know that metric. Uh, and the reason why it's important is because on the media side, retail media side, so much is changing so fast that it's hard to keep up. There is a need uh, to rely on support teams on our side, and we know that, and we have designed our organization with that in mind. Right? So, um, All right, Peter, let me remind our audience, all of our content can be found on the browser by going to cpgguys.com. If you think you or your company has some thought leadership to contribute to a community discussion, start off by dropping us an email at contact at cpgguys.com and maybe you can join us on the podcast. Don't forget to drop us a rating and a review at cpgguys.com. Easy way to do that is on the navigation bar all the way on top. The rating tells us how we're doing. The review tells us, do we have it right? And are we bringing the right guests on the podcast because you shape the show. You decide who gets to come on the show. Thank you for the close to 14K followers we have on LinkedIn. We know that's a big number for LinkedIn. We'll, we do sincerely thank you for all the love you have given us. Srinath, thank you for coming on board and taking on some good, solid, meaty topics, especially data, platformization, willing to talk second price, uh, media auctions, being pretty clear that you have two distinct, unique capabilities amongst others, one on the actual media side and the other one on the analytics side. But thanks for having me. This has been great. And uh, yeah, I'll keep uh, listening to your awesome content. (laughs) Thank you, Srinath. Peter, of course, when we get into the world of retail media, it's always a happy day here on the CPG, guys, given what a big dramatic uh, impact it's making in our industry, right? Retail media investments are only going to go up further and further and further for brands because they're an entire funnel. They're not just the lower funnel as people think of e-com. You want to summarize the episode, Peter? Sure, Sri, and and it, this was really terrific. And Srinath gave us quite a good deal of detail. The fact that they've built tools that allow for both ad optimization and analytics on performance are tremendous. On site and off site, they have built capabilities with Amazon with Instacart, and now what I heard is Walmart is added to that portfolio. And then, of course, through their partnership with Critio, it just makes it so incredibly powerful. And hey, if you you just need to be connected all the time, you don't have to carry around your desktop. They've got a really powerful Amazon ad app that they've developed. You know, for me, some of the points that really hit home were around Brands that are looking to enable a data infrastructure, they they can seamlessly organize and connect that data uh, to the first-party data they're collecting. And if they're not already collecting first-party data, sounds like IntentWise is going to help them do that through Amazon. So uh, all, all of that with some really great and effective customer support to be able to get your questions answered in under three minutes, 24-7. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty powerful support as well. So sounds like they've got a great platform for brands and for the agencies that work with brands to be able to do this optimization and analytics. So that, that would be my summary observation, Shree. He had me at hello when he started talking about own your 1P data, right? 
data is liquid gold, and if you don't own it, it it's a big, it's a sin. I'm going to use the word, it's a sin, right? And then, sounds like what, eBay, you guys can come in with somebody owning the data, you can make something out of it, bottom line, <laughs> at the end of the day. That drives yeah. value, and, you know, one of the intents of brand, of course, while building equity is how do you continue to grow the business and the brand itself, and at the end of the day, by hyper-targeting and using the data, you can build an aura of permanence in a pantry if, if you're a food brand. But if you're another brand, you can build an aura of permanence in the household that you choose to do business with and put a product out for. So thank you for all of that, Srina. Thank you, Peter. Fun to do this week over week with you. That's a wrap here, and we'll catch you soon in another episode of the CPG Guys. Content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.